I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. In today's reading, we're going to read several Psalms. Psalms 131, 138, 39, Psalm 143, 144, and 145. Psalm 131, Lord, my heart is not haughty, is David's message here. The subtitle to this one says, A Song of Degrees of David. Verse 1. Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters, or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother, my soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. Well, this is a very short psalm written by David. The introduction of this psalm says, Song of Degrees. Uh, here's an entry from Easton's Bible Dictionary regarding the meaning of the introduction, Song of Degrees. It's a song of steps, a title given to each of these 15 psalms, Psalms 120 to 134, inclusive. The probable origin of this name is the circumstance that these psalms came to be sung by the people on the ascents or goings up to Jerusalem to attend the three festivals. They were well fitted for being sung by the way from their peculiar form and from the sentiments they express. Four of these were written by David, one, Psalm 127, by Solomon, and the rest are anonymous. David uses an interesting simile here in these verses. He's content of the Lord just as a recently fed baby in the presence of his mother. No fretting over sustenance, just contented fellowship. Next, our psalm is Psalm 138. This is a psalm of thanks. The subtitle to this one says, A Psalm of David, verse 1. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me, and strengthenest me with the strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet he hath respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth the far off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. You'll notice in this psalm of David a declaration of thanks. His reason for thanks is a call to praise and his expression of confidence in God. David was surrounded by nations that were polytheistic. He proclaims in verse 1, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. He makes it clear that he'll not compromise the worship of the one true God for political correctness. As a matter of fact, his worldview is almost prophetic when he asserts in verse 4, All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. He's convinced that there's coming a day 
when they'll acknowledge the one true God as well. That gives this psalm a little of that uh, messianic kingdom flavor, don't you think? Psalm 139, a personal relationship with God. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David. Verse 1, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How marvelous also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men! For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain." Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. David's psalm here reveals how very personal his relationship with God really is. David displays the intense interest God has in every aspect of the lives of his people. And when did God begin to display this interest in David's life? Well, there's your answer in verse 13. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Let's face it, David was certain that his life began in his mother's womb. Notice four attributes of God listed here by David. God's omniscience is in verses 1 through 6. God's omnipresence in verses 7 through 12. God's omnipotence as seen in the formation of man in verses 13 through 18. And finally, God's holiness, which destroys evil men and searches the believer's hearts in verses 19 to 24. We have a message in Psalm 143, Deliver me from my enemies. The subtitle to this one says, A Psalm of David. Verse 1, Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. 
and enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground, he hath made me to dwell in darkness, as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me, my heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old, I meditate on all thy works, I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee, my soul thirsteth after thee, as a thirsty land, Selah. Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like to them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For if I lift up my soul unto thee, deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake. For thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy mercy cut off mine enemies, and destroy all them that afflict my soul. For I am thy servant." Psalm 143 was written by David, and it's one of those seven penitential psalms, the others being Psalm 6, 32, 38, 51, 102, and 130. David is asking God here for his favor and deliverance. He's obviously going through some adversity as he's writing this psalm. He longs for the good old days in verse 5. Here's a brief outline of this psalm. David calls upon God for mercy in verses 1 and 2. He lists his troubles in verses 3 and 4. David reflects on the blessings of the good old days in verses 5 and 6, and he prays for God's intercession in verses 7 through 12. Which brings us to Psalm 144. Blessed be the Lord my strength. This again is a psalm of David according to the subtitle, because that subtitle simply says, a psalm of David. Verse 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? Man is like to vanity, his days are as a shadow that passeth away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down, touch the mountains, and they shall smoke." Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thine arrows and destroy them. Send thine hand far. F- send thine hand from above. Rid me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones, polished after the similitude of a palace. That our garners may be full, affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, and that there be no complaining in our streets. 
Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. In this psalm, David prays for the Lord's help and the Lord's blessing upon his people. He credits his accomplishments to God. When God's people are dependent on God, what is their attitude? Well, verse 15 here says, Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Well, here's a brief outline of this psalm. First of all, David acknowledges God's influence in his life in verses 1 and 2. Man's inadequacies are seen in verses 3 and 4. Prayer for God to involve himself in David's deliverance from his enemies in verses 5 through 8. David praises God in verses 9 and 10. There's a request for deliverance in verse 11 and a request for blessings upon God's people in verses 12 through 15. And for our last psalm today, Psalm 145. This is a very poetic psalm. The subtitle to this one says, David's Psalm of Praise, verse 1. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Our generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. And thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall, and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season." Thou openest thine hand, and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh to all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry, and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy." My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Well, David here was waxing very poetic when he wrote this one. This is an acrostic psalm, like Psalm 119, but much shorter, of course. Each verse in an acrostic psalm begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. There's one deviation from this acrostic style. There's no none that's the equivalent to our letter N in the English. Without Hebrew manuscript evidence to do so, the NIV and the New Living Translation add a verse for this letter of the Hebrew alphabet and append that verse to the end of verse 13. Their reasoning for doing so apparently lies in its entry into the Greek Septuagint and a recent discovery of its presence in one of the documents discovered among the Dead Sea Scrolls. Of the commonly used translations today, no other Bible translation with which I'm familiar makes any attempt to enter it into the text with such weak text. 
contextual evidence. This psalm is just all about praising God. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walton.